fact or fiction? Your driver and your iron swing is the same. Let me play the, I think it's the Jeopardy song. Do, 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 Ding, ding, ding. Time for your answer. Think about that. Give it one more second. Your driver and your iron swing is the same. There's some nuance to this, so we're going to dive in. We'll talk deep. Uh, my name is Tim Connor. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here every week to rant, rave, and talk about golf, golf learning, and things you can do to cut your golf learning curve. Your driver and your iron swing may feel the same. There's a difference between feeling the same and being the same. And that's really the, the crux of this conversation. Your driver is a different tool than your irons. Because of its length and loft, it'll be swung slightly differently. And how you describe it is one thing, but what's actually happening is another. So let's talk about an ideal hit for an iron, an ideal hit for a driver. We'll start with, say, a seven iron here. If you're watching this, I'll have some visuals on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Come on. What are you waiting for? Uh, okay, so an ideal iron strike goes like this. The iron comes down on a downward angle. It's going to hit the golf ball, and then it's going to hit the turf in front of the golf ball. That's referred to as a negative angle of attack or a downward angle of attack. Ideally, our iron is working down to the back of that golf ball. And the shorter the iron, the shorter the physical length of the club, the more loft it has, the more we want to hit down on it. And as we progress up the set, we want to hit slightly less down on that ball. When we get to the big dog now, now things are starting to change. It's our least lofted club, and let's combine that with hitting it off an elevated peg or a tee. An ideal driver hit goes something like this. If my ball is on my hand or the tee, the theoretical tee, that driver is going to come from below. It's going to hit our golf ball, and then it's going to keep swinging up into the air, referred to as a positive angle of attack. Depends on your swing speed, what's ideal for you, but a typical range is, say, three degrees up to all the way up to 10 degrees up if you have a slower swing speed. So we just described a fundamental difference in a golf swing there. A driver is an up hit, an iron is a down hit. Are those swings the same? No. No, they're not the same. They might feel similar, especially to someone who's a seasoned golfer or a good golfer, but it's important as a, a golfer who's learning good concepts, developing good habits, to understand that these tools are used differently in the golf swing, all right? Different in the golf game. That's why with your driver, an ideal ball position is more forward. Typically, an ideal ball position with a driver is just inside your lead heel or a couple inches inside of that. So anywhere from just inside your lead heel to I would say two to three inches inside your lead heel. That's an ideal ball position for a driver. An ideal ball position with an iron is like four to six to seven inches inside your lead heel. So we place that ball more in the middle of our stance, further back in our stance, because we wanna encourage a downward hit. And as we move it forward in our stance with the driver, we're encouraging an upward hit. It doesn't mean it will happen, but we're, we're setting ourselves up for success. And your setup, one thing interesting about golf, is your setup is one thing that you can control. And that's the way it is. Now, let's dive into how you might practice differently to accomplish what we, an ideal hitting scenario. Because an iron is an ideal down hit, we want that ball further back in our stance. All right, we just talked about that. 
And because we want to hit down on the back of that ball, we're going to do a couple things differently. Our weight is going to stay more towards our front foot. We're going to have a more distinct weight shift, a more committed weight shift to our front foot. And because of that, and, and couple that with unloading the club, unloading our wrists later in the downswing, that's going to promote more of a down hit on the back of the ball. With a driver, we're going to do the opposite. We're going to move more into our rear foot. We're going to hang back more on our right foot. And we're going to release the club slightly earlier or slightly more aggressively to really facilitate an upward motion, upward hitting motion on that golf ball. Interesting stuff, right? Pretty captivating. Some of this, so what I'm describing to you right now is the physical way things should happen. What you feel or what you do to accomplish that, you can kind of fill in the blank. So what do you need to do to help you hit up on the golf ball? Whatever helps you get there, I'm for it. As long as you're not manipulating your ball position or your setup or something that might be a fundamental flaw in the golf swing. Some of this stuff kind of happens naturally on its own, which is why it can feel similar. Let's, so because your driver is your longest club, it has the most momentum, it tends to pull a player away from the ball in the backswing. So it tends to create a more, the most committed weight shift to the rear foot because of the momentum and the length of the club and the arc of the width of the backswing. All of those things tend to pull a player towards their towards having a more committed weight shift. And when you have a more committed weight shift or more weight on your rear foot, you tend to hit more up on the golf ball. So it doesn't always need to be a point of focus. When it needs to be a point of focus is when you have a fun foundational or a fundamental flaw or you just need to tighten things up. If you're doing it well, don't make it a point of emphasis. But if you're not doing it well, you need some course corrections. If you need to hit more up on your driver, we're going to practice things like shifting more to our right side, hanging back more, having more tilt or side bend to the right for a right-handed player, and hitting more up on the golf ball. One of my favorite things, and this is like the simplest, most awesome thing that gives you feedback when you're hitting a driver, is use a, use a damn wooden tee. Use a wooden tee, and if a wooden tee will give you feedback because what happens is if you hit down on a wooden tee consistently, all of a sudden, you're going to start to break that tee. And that might happen once every hole, once every three holes, once every six holes. If it's happening more than once around, it's happening too much. If you're breaking wooden tees, it's because you're striking down on them. A really good driver of the ball often will be able to play a tee for one, two, or three rounds or more because they're just sweeping up and hitting it off the top of that tee. And it's not creating that friction that a down hit creates. All right. So a wooden tee gives you good feedback. If you're struggling hitting up on the ball, you can also do creative things like put something out in front of your tee, like a foam noodle or an empty box of balls, something that encourages you to create an upward hit through the, the hitting area. Your swing plane or your swing path actually affects your angle of attack drastically. So oftentimes a player that hits down on the ball with their driver often happening because they're swinging down on the ball with an outside in swing path. So it's a little bit like, is the dog wagging the tail or the tail wagging the dog? Which thing should you fix first? So sometimes by fixing your angle of attack, you will also fix your swing path. Sometimes by fixing your swing path, you will also fix your angle of attack and vice versa. You kind of have to pick and choose your battles. And the best way to make sure you're doing this right is to have it measured or not always be measuring it, but to have a frame of reference somewhere you can go 
and get it measured. Somewhere you can go get some good data, get on a launch monitor and see what your angle of attack is, see what your swing path is, and that way you don't have to guess. That's the best way to do it. If you're a person who needs to hit more down on the ball with your irons, and many of you amateurs do, trust me when I say this, the thing that we have to be cautious of is that to hit more down on the ball, we don't swing more outside in. Because swinging more outside in will create a more negative angle of attack, but then it will have harsher impacts throughout the bag. Particularly, and it, it, you can get away with it to some amount, hitting things like scoring irons. Like you can come over the top of the ball a little bit with a scoring iron and still hit it well, but that still doesn't make it ideal. Ideally, our swing works from the inside of that golf ball hits down on the ball, and then swings back around it to the inside. So we don't want to be coming over the top of it or hitting the outside half of that golf ball. All right, We don't want that club coming from the outside of the golf ball to, to, to impact it. A couple things there. Number one, we will always want to make sure that a constant is our swing path is swinging from the inside of the golf ball. And then we can really develop hitting down on the back of the ball by doing things like a towel drill. And this is a very simple drill. All you have to do is place the towel, say six inches behind your golf ball, just to get some feedback if you don't have that negative angle of attack uh, or that hit down into the back of the ball. That towel drill is a fantastic way to develop your down hit and give you simple feedback that can be very productive with your practice time. It's kind of cool, right? Like. I've never really sold you all any fancy training aids on here. And I do think there are training aids that can be very productive and can help you supplement your practice. But the most ideal training aid is right here. It's you. It's that you know what you're trying to accomplish and what you're doing. And then if you need to supplement or backfill your training aids, you can do so. But first and foremost, we want you to understand what's happening and to be able to work through those changes on your own, ideally first. Backfill with training aids, supplement with training aids, use training aids to help you create feels that can lead you to playing better golf. Because ultimately when you play golf, it's you and you, and you need to be able to assess how did I do, what did I feel, what happened, was that a good golf swing? Did I hit down on that driver? Did I hit up on that iron? Um, what, are the sort, what sort of things are happening on the golf course? And ideally, your habits are built with your practice, and then they're carried forward onto the course. That was kind of a fun conversation today because it, at the kind of the foundation of it is feel versus real. What's happening versus what are you feeling versus what's actually happening? And that's why golf can be described in so many different ways. And it's very important to understand that when you're consuming content because are people describing the literal, the actual, or are they describing the feel? Those can be two very different things. And if you line up 100 different golfers, 100 different pro golfers, amateur golfers, whoever they are, you're going to hear them describe things in very many different ways. And uh, that's kind of the beauty of golf is there's a lot of different ways to slice it and dice it. And But at the end of the day, your golf ball only knows the forces that get applied to it. Think about that for a second. And uh, think about that for the week because we're going to wrap it here. That's a podcast. I appreciate you for hanging out. Leave this thing a review, share it with a friend, subscribe wherever you're watching, and uh, we'll catch you back here same time, same place next week.